I would like to begin the episode by thanking people like Shane McGray, Nicholas Sinlock, Robert Switzer, Weekend Warrior, and Cody Ford. All of these are folks who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and kicked us a few bucks a month and made this network possible. And you can go and do that, too, and get access to all kinds of bonus stuff as well. Once again, that is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. And thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about The Sinking City, which is a horror adventure game developed and published by Frogwares for the PC and Contemporary Systems in 2019. Yeah, uh, this is uh, this episode is executive produced by Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's our premium episode for the month, which means everybody's going to get this uh, this generalities part. And then patrons at $5 or up at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv will get the entire episode. Yes. Uh, and we encourage you to do it because the story in this uh, it features some neat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in this, you play as Charles Reed. You are a private investigator, formerly uh, uh, in the Navy in World War One. You're a veteran diver. Um, and you have traveled to the secluded city of Oakmont, Massachusetts, uh, which is kind of a <laughs> the intersection of all points of Lovecraft lore. It's very funny. Um, all, all, everybody has showed up here. Uh, but you have ventured here uh, to look for a cure for these nightmarish visions that are coming to you each night. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Oakmont is like a, a secret town. It's not on any maps. Um, it's really hard to get to. There was this... V- flood this possibly you know definitely supernatural but from the outside seemingly supernatural flood mm-hmm. that happened six months ago uh and uh, it is basically breaking down yeah um in the uh, in the narrative and in in how it looks visually yes there. there is a there's a madness taking over social order has decayed there are monsters appearing people are turning into monsters etc and down the line and that's in addition to the cults 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 yes yeah it's uh, we, we'll we'll talk about the individual Lovecraft stuff, uh, <laughs> it, a little bit later in the notes. Yeah. Uh, but it is very, it's not just a, an, it's an intersection of lots of Lovecraft stuff, and then down to this is this is the, in terms of direct references, uh, probably the most Lovecrafty game. Yes, <laughs> like your your dude is the dude from Dagon. Mm-hmm. Like when you his backstory, I'm like, oh, it's the nameless main character from that. Yeah, like. Weird. He did a dig on. Um, yeah, this is a, a big, uh, big Lovecraft stuff. And you'll, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm sick of Lovecraft, I, that racist old, like the stupid old Nazi, um, you may be surprised by how this handles some mm. of that shit. Yeah. 
it it it, um, it it's it is it is interesting um they take some swings that had the possibility to be real regrettable uh and end up making them interesting yeah yeah i think it, i think it generally works which yeah. is a miracle <laughs> um you this is an open world game uh you you walk around oakmont's seven districts and when we say open world it doesn't have all those genre trappings it features an open world yes um this big huge city uh realistically basically realistically proportioned mm-hmm. um and uh you use a little tiny motorboat to get around the flooded uh portions it's super it. cute the ship that your character served on yep. in world war one was the cyclops and uh your little boat that just kind of like warps around to the nearest dock wherever you're at it's the cyclops too and it's a little uh putt-putt motorboat yep it's very it's very cute uh uh what's his name vanderberg uh gave you did that for you like he's the one who put the boat there and he did that little little touch and of course he would know of course <laughs> uh what, what your first boat was once we figure out who he is yeah uh something um, something there big is ab- fast travel <laughs> yeah uh, in this it, it's at pay phones uh that you find you have to actually visit them to activate them as nodes um and there aren't enough of them nope uh this is uh we, like this is a game like i mean just getting it out here because it's gonna sound I don't want to sound overly negative. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many fucking problems <laughs> with this game. <laughs> it's a huge goddamn mess. Uh-huh. And there are so many things that are straight up subtractive and don't work. Yes. Like it's a, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Like it's good. It, it is interesting. Like the story pulled me along really well. Yep. Like, I think, I think this game is, is better plotted than average and certainly average for the show, but even for video games, like it's not, mm-hmm. ma- it's not just Elysium, it's not masterful, but it, it's, it's interesting. It's consistently like an interesting, well-told story. Yeah. Um, boy, does it have a lot of fucking pebbles in your shoe. And, uh, the number one pebble in your shoe is this open world. Yes. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> this open world that really doesn't, it doesn't need to, doesn't need to be there. Honestly, like I can understand why this may have been the starting point, you know, um, because mm-hmm. the idea of having this big city where it's really difficult to know where to go, you know, the, 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 mm-hmm. com- the complexity of the grid and, uh, you know, all of this incident that can add to a sense of overwhelm, uh, gives a lot of opportunity to show just, you know, there are so many people just like, like being executed on a street corner <laughs> yeah it, it happens constantly yeah. but you're also going to run into a crew of like seven people walking into a wall a bunch yeah yeah you so, know so uh, what it ultimately ends up being is a bunch of not space that is empty but space that is empty of incidents um and yeah. it's really just there i think to uh, put time between the crime scenes. The complexity of the space, I think, is captured entirely in the map. And you know, going in and looking, you know, for the address of the next of uh, the next place on the cross streets, like that's kind of enough for me. You know, <laughs> it's it's kind of neat. What what this introduced to me as an idea, uh, which I'm sure we, you know we talked about before in some other game, but additive but insufficient. Yeah. Right. Like I. Uh, it is cool to get lost in this. It is cool to navigate. It's cool to go from neighborhood to neighborhood and see the, like the economic strata, you yes. know, the, the shades of dark gray and black in this horrible area, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's neat. Yes. Like you cross over into another zone. The idea of these, um, infested zones that are blockade, blockaded off and things like that, all that stuff is neat and it is additive. It doesn't add enough over the course of the game to, 
purchase the frustration. And it, it couples with the, the second big uh, flaw, which we'll talk about later, which is the, the quest design, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about. Not the narrative content of the quest, but the actual quest design. Yeah. Um, so you end up, uh, since you're constantly just being, you know, I would say it feels like 40% of your playtime in this game is just being told to go somewhere and then getting there. Yep. And it's it's maddening. <laughs> like it is, uh, and not in a cool Lovecraft way. Like I, you know, if you if you want to be obtuse, you could be like, "That's the idea." Yeah. It's supposed to frustrate. You. Like you're lost in a dream. No. no. Uh, and if so, fuck off because that that's <laughs> it's too much and it's it's it is additive. You can make the argument, but I it wasn't additive for the entire length of the experience for me or even really close. It wears out its welcome super quick. So like my pro tip for anybody playing this is wherever you go, make a beeline for as many fast travel points as you can. So that in the back half of the game, you're not going to need to be doing the footwork uh, as you're kind of uh, going between places. There are not enough of them, uh, but um, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a, a game of outrunning this uh, open world, wearing out its welcome on you. Uh, yeah. it, it, it is, um, uh, let's say, a not trivial amount of friction that this provides. Yeah. And I will say in the game's credit, like the fast travel points are thoughtfully placed. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of uh, proximity to to frequent travel points yes it's just uh you know again it's just not quite enough and i also unlocking them mm-hmm. i didn't get a lot like walking there the first time on my own yeah you know it just yeah the, it it's a mistake um yeah i would have liked a more richly detailed smaller world agreed like very much so yeah um that uh we talked about the the streets being in you know devoid of incident just all the street executions um I just want to underline that because it's surprising. Like you can't talk to people. No, not even to get like a random, you know, just like go to hell stranger. <laughs> uh, and people do not go about unless they're part of these individual scenes where they're being executed. Yeah. Uh, they just wander. Yeah. Like there's no AI or so it ends up feeling not like what you want to have the feeling of is like a big Nash, like bustling city. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get that. It's not Spider-Man. Right. You know, it it doesn't feel like a city that's alive. It feels like uh, a city that's full of sleepwalking zombies in a video game way as opposed to in a horror way. The closest comparison I can make, and there are a lot of comparisons that, that can be made to this, uh, like is the city in L.A. Noir, you know, where sure. that open world didn't need to be there. That that had the benefit of being like historically accurate. However, you, could, you just, could drive in it. Yeah, you could drive in it, but you could also sit yeah. in the passenger seat and then do the equivalent of fast travel where you get the dialogue that you would have gotten on the way. And then it just yeah. you get a loading screen and suddenly you're at the next crime scene. Right. This, that, that was better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and something that is, I think, true about this is that though the streets are open to you and you can go anywhere at any time, this is a um, maddeningly linear game. Uh, it's not very much where you are kind of just uh, can go to a place and find something that may be a loose end for somewhere else. You know, this is, you know, taking you through beat by beat through this flow of investigating a case to the few buildings that actually have an interior to them. Yeah. 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 The uh, I think this game does, um, you know, as far as a detective game goes, I think it does an okay job of obfuscating that. Yeah. Like you feel a little bit like you're doing detective stuff, but you're not really right. Um, (laughs) 
and and we'll 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 get into that. But it's not a real detective game in that you are not even when you turn off the like automatic deductions thing, right. which you should do because they're not hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the amount of actual intuitive leaps you're making are pretty low. Yeah, and also this. there should be a caveat about this. I streamed this game a couple of years ago, like shortly after it first came out, and that was my first time playing it. I enjoyed it. I was really positive on it. This is like, like almost like uniquely in mystery games, um, less satisfying on the second on the second go. Uh, I be, that. Be, because that scaffolding, the uh, the you know the the the, stru- the structure is kind of laid more bare for you. Um, if you are not uh, kind of being drawn drawn along by a genuine sense of not knowing what's going to come next. Yeah, it do- it doesn't hide it as well. Yeah, like once you know it, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um. The uh, the good part of this game happens at crime scenes. So you navigate this open world. You eventually get down to a crime scene, um, and this is where you're looking for clues. Um, the game will let you know when you found your clues, you found all the key evidence and all the regular evidence. Um, this is not, again, this is not difficult. No. Uh, the game will, you know, you have a, a supernatural, uh, vision. You can go in detective vision. Um, and you, you'll have little ghosts that show you where everything is. Yeah. Um, you can also go into, uh, kind of see past events. Uh, there are things, uh, you can do, uh, telemetry. I mm-hmm. think is the the word for it, uh, where you pick up an item or psycho psychometry, psychometry. There it is. Yeah. You pick up an item and you can learn its history. Yes, uh, things like that. Yeah, so you'll see like a, a a still, and you will get the dialogue. So you know that might be a place to hear a name that you can ask somebody about, or a particular detail that you can go and look up in an archive, right? Um, yeah. and that's good. And that can happen either like, uh, like at a particular prop in the environment or when you're picking up and holding a clue, like an object, you like rotate it and see like a blood stain and then you can activate your site. Yep. It, it does undercate undercut some of the real detective work you could be doing. Yep. <laughs> just like, it's not like just getting additional context or guesses. Like you literally get name drops mm-hmm. from this stuff that you then go and research at the archives. I can't believe I was shot you know? by Randall who lives on Arthur Jermyn Street at the cross street of Innsmouth. And... <laughs> of Innsmouth and Miskatonic. Damn. Yep. Uh, and then it's like, Hmm, Arthur German. And then it just teaches you. You, yeah. know, you just, you just find out the thing. Yeah. uh your 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 site can also be used to uh dispel illusions Uh, so these are like illusory walls or there are um like occult objects that are uh disguised as something seemingly benign right can can i this in just terms of like uh me being a simpleton okay right uh i love these (laughs) <laughs> yeah. like i understand it's really simple i thought this was the first time like i, I was like oh the, the, like a witch put a wall here uh-huh and it looks completely natural but there's a hidden room yeah that was a really cool moment for me like i was i thought these were really neat and yeah. it, it's just me being shown a magic trick like it it's just me being like a four-year-old like clapping <laughs> a quarter of them pulled out of his ear, but yeah. I'm I'm really liked them. The, the, uh, it, it 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 runs a little bit of a gamut for me. Like there's the cool ones where like oh this wall has like a little sigil drawn on it. Like maybe I should uh, go into the site and see. And there's mm-hmm. a um like a, a screen a screen indication like the edges of the screen get brighter when you're near something yeah. that you need to use your site on. Um, like so yeah, it's, it's, so it's really cool when it's used to, um, to like hide uh, a room, you know, putting up this illusory wall. 
um, or to like, uh, uh, oh, there's a there's a diary that I'm looking for and it's and, and it's uh, hidden on this desk or whatever. So suddenly I can see it. There are some ways that they use it where it's like you walk into a church and it's like, ooh, a pretty uh, statue of an angel. Yes, yes. And then sight. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Shoggoth. No. Scream. George got here first. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's religion, but it's twisted. Yeah, screaming mad George is at it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it like, yeah what if it's a little bit different as the Jim as, Rose psycho circus has gotten to this church before me no and, and you, like you looked at just uh, just by itself it is absurd as part of a whole scene you know where you're walking yeah. to this church and, and uh like oh no this is there this is actually some occult shit that is that is classic lovecraftian uh kind of stuff yeah. and that's cool but like as a use for this mechanic it is pretty funny <laughs> It's 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 very silly because I don't know who they're hiding it from. Yep. Like there's no like an, anything goes in this town. <laughs> like I don't I don't think that it's necessarily you know oh, yeah. you gotta hide your evil statues in this town. Right. There's a lot of just dead octopi on the street. Like <laughs> you know the, the, this isn't the high, this isn't the fucking Hyatt. Like the decorum is out the window. You know. It's, it, I mean, um, for, for 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 some types, it is a utopia. This place. Yeah. I love with this uh, this little glamour thing. I think it's very funny when you're looking for something very mundane on a desk, like a letter, mm-hmm. and the somebody has glamoured it to be this like eldritch non Euclidean statue. Yep. And you just bypass that without thinking about it. You're like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I see like ten idol. of these. It's fine. <laughs> and then and then it dissolves into like just a piece of paper, and you're like, ooh. Mm. So it, it, um, it's hidden in the hidden in plain sight. It is your per- purloined letter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you do uh, is this thing called retrocognition. Um, so you find enough clues, and then you get this like little like rip in reality you can walk through, and go to this foggy version of the world. And there are little nodes uh, that will play different scenes about what happened there, which you then have to put in order yeah. uh, by putting a big number on them. Yes. Um, um, this uh, is disappointing to me. There's very rarely is there like uh, any ambiguity as to what order these things would happen in. Yeah, I wish this was more complicated. Usually it's like, okay, the one near the entrance is them arriving. The 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 one kind of midway through is, oh no, the intruders are noticed, and the one deepest in is the person who lives there being killed. Like you just literally yes. like straight up walk a line. Um there's yep. again very little like deduction or leaps that need to be taken um within within these things them the, the, the themselves. And I understand that I, you know, in some sense, I'm asking this to be a different game than it is. But like, I don't know, who is this for? Because it just kind of seems easy enough that you're just doing a little input chore. Yeah, this, but not the game, but this specific little bit. Yeah. Like it, it adds, it reminds me, uh, you know, of, I like this game better than I like Paradise Killer, but it reminds mm-hmm. me of that in that it's just a, a, a way to read a mystery out of in a different order. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just think it's a better mystery. Like, I, I think it's a more interesting story. Yes. Uh, in this. Um, the, uh, and, you know, that, that, that actually is a huge point of comparison for this. I didn't really think about that, but that mm-hmm. also has a big open world that, like, you have to spend a lot of time getting between nodes, mm-hmm. you know, in, in it. Um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, these ended up being disappointed. The first time they show up, it's really neat. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I was like, oh, wait, this one's really easy because it's the first one. Mm-hmm. These are going to be puzzles. They're really not. Yeah, the, the, um, there's there, there's a complexity or difficulty that is a, that that is implied uh, that could be possible here that is not uh, is not borne out. Uh, so they need need a little bit more rigor with this, I think. 
Yeah, I want to feel like a smart, smart. I want to feel like a smart, smart good boy uh, for uh, for figuring this out. I, I don't even need to feel smart. I just want it, it to be interaction. Yeah. You know, I want I want to use my brain. Like it doesn't. I don't need a reward point by any means. I just want it to be a challenging task. Yes. You know. For, for the intrinsic value of doing a challenging task. Yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's yeah. I think, what I was getting at, albeit glibly. Yeah. 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 Um, when you do this, you get things that are added to your casebook. You keep uh, keep studious notes of this uh, to kind of put together your mysteries. Um, these will give you kind of locations um, to investigate. Um, and when you do this, there are no addresses here. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a district and then cross streets. Yes. You know, between the street and the street on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and th- th- then you have to go and put a little marker on your map, fast travel to whatever's nearest, and then do the uh, do the legwork to get there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you, the big part of this and where it kind of gets its Sherlock Holmes, uh, you know, this developer made Sherlock Holmes games, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, DNA uh, is the research yes. section of this. Um, so you uh, some clues will just give you a name or they'll be like, oh, make sure you burn all the advertisements. Uh, mm-hmm. in the paper as well. Like you see some people destroyed evidence. Yeah. So you have to go to the library and do kind of like a little semi-Boolean search. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Like to get, get the right thing. It's like, um, four, like four different categories, uh, that you can choose specific things from. So it's like, is it before or after the flood? Is it from ancient history or is it from the, the, the past few years? Like which district is this about? Um, like if it's a, yes. if it's the police archives, like, are you looking for evidence? Or are you looking for, um, like the, 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 uh, instruments of the crime? Right. Yes. Uh, and you have to, you know, select the piece of evidence that you're trying to research and then make some guesses about, you know, about which triangulation of these, of these, uh, uh categories will pull up the right thing for you. This is cool. I, I like this quite a bit. I like it too. It, it's not challenging, right? It just it obscures the the lack of puzzle to mm-hmm. it. It did make me like this is a weird game where I feel like it would be better if it took place now. Yeah, because having this on your phone would be great. Yes, like I I deeply resented going to three separate research <laughs> hubs for this shit. Uh, just in terms of that, like over you know that open world tax mm-hmm. this game takes. Like, I like the idea of these different research things. I wish I could have just checked out my Newton or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know? Agreed. Um, but it it is fun every time it, it pops up. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very, uh, this is something that is more of a general thing. Um, this is such a good adaptation uh, on accident of the Call of Cthulhu tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than the actual adaptation. Absolutely. Uh, because of stuff like this. Like, this is straight up Call of Cthulhu tabletop yeah. game shit. Mm-hmm. You know, specifically like figuring out which question to ask of who, you know, or yes. of, or of what body of text, right? Yep. Like what what keyword to research and where mm-hmm. is is classic. Yeah. For that. Yeah, I dig this. Uh, what is worse is the dialogue. Um, there, you're not getting a lot of, uh, you're not doing a lot of interrogations, and you're not getting a lot of information from people mm-hmm. that is useful. Yeah. You get some. Uh, you can sometimes speak to witnesses and stuff, but it's very linear. Um, there aren't any like adversarial or mechanically rich conversations. Right, right. In or this, you... uh, this could have really benefited from that. I wish they had just like lifted that from LA Noir because mm-hmm. uh, that's a you know cool part of LA Noir. Um, I would have really liked a system for that. 
Yeah. You know, if somebody is lying to you, like there is just like an an option that says you're lying to me, you know, tell me more. There's there's really kind of there's kind of no way to fail this. There are some conversations where you can rush it to a confrontation, you know, to 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 a fight earlier, Um, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can also like. I don't know. You're not even really making decisions in the moment. Like they'll ask you to do something horrible. Um, and no matter what, even if you say no, they'll give you what you need to do the thing they're asking. And they'll say, yeah, I just mull it over. But it, like, it, it, yeah. it's not something that happens within the dialogue system. It's something that, you know, it's a choice that you make about where you go and what you do next. Yeah. Like Fallout 4. Yes. You know, which is pretty damning. Like you, you, you don't want a Fallout 4-esque mm-hmm. dialogue system. Yeah. Um, and it's not as bad, but it, it has that in common. Like mm-hmm. your only choice is what you do. You are the player. You're not really playing as the character. Right. There are a couple of satisfying moments where you can optionally like call somebody out, mm-hmm. you know, and there are a couple of times you get to choose, you know, two conversational options will be mutually exclusive, but they each just provide flavor. Yeah. And you are choosing which of the two flavors you get, mm-hmm. um, but they're rare and yeah. they also drop off as the game goes on. Like as you stop interfacing with Throgmorton, Yes. Um, you get fewer and fewer of these kind of interesting things. <laughs> um, you know, it still happens, but it happens less. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it's that this is the point where I should say, like, even though the, the dialogue system is not good, the actual dialogue is good. Like the characters are well sketched. Reed is interesting and good. His actor does a good job of just kind of like hitting the weary and sarcastic without like mm-hmm. laying it on too thick with it. Like the stuff that happens in this is engaging. It's just I wish that there was more, you know, kind of more meat on the bones here mechanically. And that can broadly be read into a bunch of a bunch of stuff here. Like the the the, yeah. the, the, the text is good, but the way it's exposed, I wish that there was more to it. Same. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, again, everything kind of narrative about this, I'm pretty on board with. Yeah. I also, I want to say that, uh, the performances are pretty hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you get like a really good over the top performance yeah. every once in a while you get something pretty grown worthy, <laughs> uh, that will come out of somebody and it does interfere, Yeah. you know, with, with the game, like somebody who is meant to be kind of a cool, important character, uh, sucks. Yeah. Like their voice acting is just not up to stuff. And it's not not as good as it could be. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, when you learn things about the various cases and the kind of macro case, you go into a screen called your mind palace. <laughs> and uh, this is where you uh, pair off your facts to make deductions. Um, this is something where you can you can make this automatic, but I don't know why you would. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the game. Uh, it's pretty easy. Like at most you have like maybe six of these. Mm hmm. So there aren't that many combinations of two. Right. You know, that, that you can do. But once you my favorite part about this is sometimes you will get to um ambiguous conclusions. Like you get to actually make a decision. It doesn't have a lot of impact or mm-hmm. any impact at all, really. Yeah. A lot of the time. But I like the idea of like these facts lead to one of two conclusions. I'm out of facts to get, so I have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool part, like a cool thing that happens in this. Yeah. Yeah, this is more, I think, for your own reference than anything else. 
like when you get to that like this this often like like an example that happens a few times in this is you know somebody has done something wrong either they hurt you or they hurt somebody else you get to decide if the extenuating circumstances are enough to you know give them the benefit of the doubt or if you should be tough with them dialing that in doesn't really make a you know a difference mechanically you still have to go about it but like this is kind of presenting to you like yes this is the choice for you to for you to make when you get there yeah 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 so agreed yeah uh this is a streamlined version of what frogwares came up with for sherlock holmes uh the the more recent sherlock Holmes games uh the crime and punishments and uh, uh the devil's daughter i understand that those are really good um specifically uh when i was streaming this people were saying like oh yeah uh those don't do any of the open world stuff that's just a bunch of really cool crime scenes where you're doing all of the investigation stuff and then putting it together yeah playing this made me super horny to play those and uh because i have other assignment play stuff i'm not able to just like start them but i i it did make me think like man i'm gonna pick one of those as a vanity pick one of these times Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, so we could do them because the uh the um they have a lot in common with the tabletop Sherlock Holmes consulting detective yeah. games. And those things are rad. Uh, if you, if you never uh, played one of those cool, like they solo play just fine. There, um, uh, there's a, there's yeah. a really good mobile version that I fucked around with. It's really good. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's cool. Like I, I like that stuff quite a bit despite having no real attachment for Sherlock Holmes as a character. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, I like that he's a opium addled piece of shit, but the, uh, you know, game recognized game, but I, I just like that. Uh, I like crime scenes and I like mysteries. Yeah. Just a, just a good participatory mystery that is, you know, that has more, uh, you know, more input from me than just reading a, uh, kind of a boilerplate, uh, like mystery novel. Right. Same. I, I, I like mysteries to be interactive. Yeah. Like, and I understand if you're reading a non-interactive mystery, you get to make your guesses. Mm-hmm and stuff uh i'll save you the time the person who was killed is actually alive (laughs) the yeah um, usually (laughs) and uh it's usually a crooked real estate developer uh who is uh dressed up as some kind of monster to scare off investors yeah yeah a lot of that yeah uh so we don't uh that's the like that that is the cool mystery stuff right um yep. you know good let's mystery let's, let's get neck deep in the shit yeah. for a minute uh good 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 mysteries bad systems uh and now we are into the uh bad stuff so you uh read care the character you play as you have a health bar and a sanity bar um uh if you look at disturbing things um the sanity will drain also certain encounters will cause your sanity to drain sometimes using your sight will cause that to happen this drops off as things go on i don't know if they just kind of forgot that system existed or if they're trying to say that re is getting like acclimated to what's happening Mm -hmm. here um but when your sanity is low you'll start seeing uh spectral enemies that'll cause damage to you you'll see like uh chests that aren't there like to loot and they just kind of go away when you try and use them uh Mm -hmm. stuff like that uh the dorkiest one is seeing uh your own body hung yep (laughs) weird superimposed nine inch nails video thing you get yep i love the uh the 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 doctor who looks kind of like roger stone walking at you with a scalpel (laughs) <laughs> yeah the, uh, the little overlays like the final fantasy tactics summons of people dying <laughs> you get uh you know i, I referenced screaming mad george earlier like that kind of edgy you bring me closer to god shit mm-hmm. pops up a lot of the time uh, when your sanity's low oh, i love it <laughs> so. uh 
this, this system is is 100 underbaked and shitty it, yeah. it's just another health meter you manage yeah you know uh except you're managing annoyance rather than whether you die yeah um this this, this is just like okay how hard is it to look around and see it just puts uh it puts those beer goggles on that like the cops yep. came to your school and you know before prom and said this is what it's like to be drunk you know and put trying it on to scare you. you straight into constantly injecting yourself with antipsychotics yep uh an antipsychotic that is made of a coil like a spring and alcohol <laughs> yep <laughs> i think you're just straightening out the coil into a needle yep and just putting all rubbing alcohol directly into your blood yeah uh, that or you st- yeah, you're ster- sterilizing the needle and then just or the the spring and just pushing it into you um i think yeah. you're trying to do like a tetsuo the iron man kind of thing sure spring dingers on patrol <laughs> The subtitle for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you also have a health bar, and that that comes into con- into into play with the combat in this. Uh, you know, throwing some combat into a game, why not? Yeah, uh, it's really rough. No enemy in this feels like it's designed for this game. No, no, like <laughs> this is so dissonant. Uh, and the, again, if you want to Monday morning quarterbacks, like something that I, I, I'm sure I've complained about this before on the network, one of my least favorite things that people do mm-hmm. in general is they treat anything, uh, that they hear in the world as a puzzle. Right. So whenever you hear like, you know, Hey, the, this combat is really clunky and the enemies dodge and you waste a lot of bullets. There's an impulse out there where somebody's like, oh, what they're doing is they're trying to emulate the disempowerment that comes with being a Lovecraft protagonist. <sighs> And it's like, yes, that does square the equation. Yeah. You know, and yes, you're a very special good boy for coming up with maybe the idea behind it. Yeah. But finding the idea behind it is not necessarily the worthy goal behind this. When this game with its, you know, pretty famously troubled production, it's more likely they just kind of goofed it. Yeah. And it's okay. It's still a good game. Like it doesn't. It doesn't, it's not damning. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make the devs feel bad for fucking this up. It's just pretty shitty. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not only does it not feel good. Like I'm not expecting it to feel like, you know, like a good FPS. It feels awful. It it, it uh, feels like it was, it, it was designed to have none of the, uh, none of the elements of it support any of the other elements. Uh, you know, the, 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 the slowness of your character and kind of like the looseness of your aiming, um, is, is very, very poorly matched with the kinds of encounters that they, that, that they put into this, right? The slow, the slowness of your movement makes it so that there's really not much you can do to avoid taking damage. So walking into any house, especially in a flooded or infested district is really just kind of a, like a med kit tax, on and on down yes. the line like nothing nothing really supports anything else there's no like synthesis going on or, or no good synthesis right um yeah. and that is that is a problem regardless of how justified it is it is still really bad in your hands and well, regardless it, of how you could justify it if it was like a dare right you know like it, it, if you're looking at this like a junior jumble to justify you can justify it but yeah. you don't have to yeah and, you know, then, yeah and the end result is still unarguable yeah it's uh there's there's lots of individual problems to this it's not an abstract like feels icky right yeah. so uh the main enemy you run into the bread and butter goomba enemy that you're gonna run into the most jumps around and dodges bullets a lot mm-hmm. uh, and you aim and move things really slowly yeah uh there is almost no feedback when you get hit right 
so like you can find yourself with incredibly low health without really even realizing it at all mm-hmm. um, here. Um, there is a, a surprisingly large number of weapons, traps, and throwables. Yep. <laughs> for no goddamn good reason. Like well, you have you have a doom arsenal in this thing. <laughs> uh, and this uh, I want to say synergizes, but it, again, it's it's to no no good end. Mm-hmm. Synergizes with this crafting system. Yeah, that is like worst in class superfluous. Yeah, like I would have just rather found the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, this isn't like me just being against crafting. Like we just you know I keep making comparisons to Fallout Four, which is strange, but there there are things that this hasn't gone with it. That is a crafting system that at least like justifies itself. Yeah. You know, by being a primary mechanic, this felt like such a, we have to throw in a crafting system because that's what big open world games do. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's such a, it's it's a tedious pain Mm -hmm. to go and gather up all your springs and alcohol and pieces of cloth from an infested zone to re-up your arbitrary limit of health kits and bullets. Yeah. Or, have here. you know, more accurately, um, the the cap on the number of components you can carry is real low, even with uh, the like the, the the skill points you can put in. Yeah, there's a skill tree in this, weirdly. And it, yeah, that, it's awful wretched. <laughs> yeah. It's it's absolutely wretched. None of the things feel good to upgrade, even yeah. a little bit. And, and, and all of it is related either to uh, combat resources or like how much experience you get. <laughs> yeah, all, all things that to to and the experience only gives you more skill points. Right. Yep. Like you 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 put skill points in to get more health so you die less often mm-hmm. so you can do more of the investigation stuff. Yeah. Without having to like take a little play a worse game tax. Yeah. So like the like the ratio that you get when you go to a crime scene is it feels like it's one to one uh like going up and interacting with something and it is a clue that you need to uh mm-hmm. interact with that'll add to your casebook or your mind palace. And the other half is uh all little cabinets that you can open up, like you hold on the button to loot everything in it. And a lot for, of scrounging. In this yeah, game. yeah. For and it's bad scrounging. I like scrounging in a game. Yeah. Um, but you'll you know open it up and then it'll like half of the things will say can't carry anymore can't carry anymore yeah so that is the like that that is the clue to you to go in and you know use up all your craftables so you can get that other stuff if you don't want to uh, forego those the, those pickupables and possibly fall behind some kind of re- resource curve yeah that that's a it, it's like Horizon Zero Dawn in that way yeah where like I did not I don't. Other than a spring and alcohol and cloth, I don't know what any of the components are. Mm-hmm. And they had no individual meaning to me. Right. It was just when I would scrounge something, get a big pile of things I can't carry, just icons I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. Screen gets a firework of garbage. Yeah. And then I had to go do the uh, the crafting tax. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I can say uh, to it is that um, the systems do work out to where you are constantly, you know, down on your last like two or three bullets, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, this forces you to switch uh, to switch weapons because different weapons use different kinds of ammo and each of those have different, uh, you know, d- d- different costs uh, that falls down when you realize there's, that there's nothing good to shoot. And if your weapon is out, you're, you're kind of by default not having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Little pro tip, uh, anybody who's playing this, um, when you go into your weapon wheel, uh, things go into bullet time and you can no longer aim, but you can still move. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I aimed forward, 
went into bullet time and then slowly moved my character around until the gun was happened to be pointing at the enemy <laughs> and then shot. Uh, so I cheated bullet time into this to try to make the combat less of a thing. Yeah. And it works. Mm-hmm. It's really artificial and, and you know, shitty. It's not mm. how the game is meant to be played, but it does allow you to bypass the weakest part of the game a yeah. lot of the time. I, I, I want to talk just just real quick about, about the basic enemies, and this is a move that kind of like a lot of them do. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, them dodging would be, you know, fine enemies dodge or whatever, but like this is like a very bad... A uh, very bad shooter where the enemy knows if your um, if your cursor is over them, and their their reaction is to jump to the side immediately and force you to you know m- you know move over and uh, and, and uh, catch up with them uh, with your with your crosshair. Their awareness of when your crosshair is over them feels like it is explicitly designed to make you waste ammo. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad dodge. Yes, like you. You, you want a, a dodge that uh, you can predict and you can counteract, mm-hmm. not just an automatic jump over, you know, just an automatic miss. Yes. Um, like a Morrowind dodge, <laughs> you know, is, is not what you want. Yeah. Uh, pretty frustrating. In the logic of the game, because it is so edgy, uh, instead of money, everyone uses bullets uh, there instead of, instead of cash. Um, this doesn't really make that big of a difference no. to you because you find stuff to make bullets like 20 times over in everyone's cabinets, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be like everybody had 50 cent pieces just <laughs> everywhere, you know, uh, that they weren't using. Yeah. Um, you know, a cool idea, but there's no, and they also say it's a barter economy. Um, you can do no bartering. No, no, there's, uh, yeah, there's not really an economy in the game. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing to buy. Uh, is, is the deal. Yeah. There's no like shops or anything. So to call it an economy in, in reality, what it is, it's like, Hey, uh, you know, hand over some of your resources to bribe maybe one or two NPCs and very particular interactions. Yeah. Very rare. And when you do a quest, you get a big pile of throwables and traps. And I mean, there's the, we could just go on about this shit. Like the traps are so irritating mm-hmm. in this, like there's a whole, whole branch of your skill tree dedicated to like a trap build. Yeah. I would defy anyone to make that work. <laughs> uh, enemies just like don't step in them a lot of the time because they don't behave uh, predictably. No. And you don't have a lot of choke points where you'd want to use traps and the encounters are not paced as such to where traps would be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's not enough enemies. There's humans and then there's uh, four critters. Yeah. With real minor variations, again, kind of like Fallout, like every once in a while they can turn invisible or something like that. Yeah. It's It's... And the, yeah, it, it's bad. It's real bad. I, we don't want to talk about it too much in the, the body of the episode. Right. Just know that like when we're like, you do some combat, just know that it sucks shit. It, <laughs> it's never good. Yeah. And it pretty much always happens right when you arrive at a crime scene because these things in the story, the, the, they're called wild beasts. Uh, they're attracted to blood and dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? <laughs> Crash. Uh, by um, the, uh, yeah, I just, uh, Big bummer. Big, mm-hmm. big, 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 big bummer. Bummer, bummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about stuff that works better. Uh, the atmosphere in this is good. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the decay everywhere is, is sold really well. Uh, this has to be one of the uh, worst smelling uh, environments that has ever been in video oh, games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just dead octopi on the streets, left yeah. and right. All the mold. Yeah. Everything's wet. Mm hmm. Yeah, like every like you every once in a while you end up in a in a wealthy person's house and it looks like a house. Yep. Everyone else, it's fallout levels of like 
yeah, that's my soiled mattress. What of it? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting it on airs. I'm not going to use a sheet. Yeah, I'm not going to fix you know? that hole in the ceiling. Yeah, I, I sleep under that. <laughs> sometimes was, the rain is, is warm and someone gets in my mouth. It's nutritious. Yeah, and how else am I supposed to see the stars? You want to take the sky yeah. away from me? You yeah, bastard. this cow poking. <laughs> I'm going to stand for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh the dank the dank yeah you have the dank you ain't gonna get rid of the dank are you in, in oakmont um pretty incredible for like a town with a functioning university and shit <laughs> just uh oh man uh the like the character models and anima- animations like you'll see the student reviews saying like yeah it's 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 kind of amateurly done or whatever i, I think that works i think that the uh the like the the, the weird uh just a uh, human monsters that you see like even before mm-hmm. you get to the oh. you know the people with Innsmouth syndrome uh which are portrayed really well it's a really uh, that's hey, a really good visual indication of that the regular people look like they're from Innsmouth as well yes but they look like how they describe them in the story <laughs> and then the actual people from Innsmouth in this are really exaggerated creatures from the black lagoon <laughs> um very funny yeah uh there's there's a real dearth of uh faces mm-hmm um, like there's the black dude. Yep. And it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you meet him like six times. Yeah. I called him black Steve Buscemi. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like big bug <laughs> eyes or like black Pete Davidson. Oh you know? yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. Just, just, uh, just a lot of like, there's one, uh, big eyed black dude model that is just consistently used and used again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so pretty, pretty ridiculous there. Um, as we mentioned, the writing and dialogue and the actual like storytelling, I was consistently interested yes. in what was happening and cool things were happening. Yes. And uh, this, uh, neat things of interest happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some legitimately like pretty fun characters. I like the librarian a lot. Yep. Uh, I think she's really cool. There's some really good characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, last chance for spoilers. Uh, cause we're, we're going to get into it. Um, the main plot of this, I shit you not is a dark souls esque. Should you restart the cycle? Yep. A little, I uh... lost my mind. <laughs> I, I, I yelled at my, <laughs> my, my switch. Yeah. I, it was a switch drop in moment. <laughs> oh, you played this on the switch. How did it run? I did. It's, it's fine. The, no, I think that no. uh, reports of it being running like shitty are greatly exaggerated. The worst thing about it is that the, uh, it's like takes a, a fraction of a second to open up the map. Okay. Like enough to where you notice, um, which was a bummer. Yeah. No. Uh, but it was worth it for the trade off of, of playing in bed and playing in my comfy recliner. Yeah. That makes sense. I played it on the, yeah. uh, on the PS4 or PS5 this time. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I would never recommend someone do it on that, but mm-hmm. since I had already bought it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll in for a penny in for a pound and it is not as bad as people say. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, but yeah, the, 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 the fact that it kind of comes down, it comes down to that. And I don't know, maybe we're particularly uh, p- positioned to be over that as a plot device, you know, the, 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 the cycle, you know, basically like the world, is it good? You know, is it worth, yeah. buy, is it worth buying, uh, you know, enough, you know, enough time for people to be even more miserable or do we give into the inevitable? Right. Um, it- that, the, that, if you're that some, loses... like we are positioned that way yeah if you're somehow not sick of that like have you been paying attention to video games at all for the last decade right because it happens constantly mm-hmm. it it's like the question video games are asking yeah um, so. <laughs> the, the world is it any good yeah 
<laughs> so, yeah. uh, so the, the, that is, you know, some of the, some of the problem. One thing that, that I like at the kind of the broad plot level, or at least the way that this is the, the way that this is structured, it's very episodic. This is a long game. Yes. You know, this is like, very a, long, it is a, like a 16, 18 hour game. If you're, if you're going through it the first time, probably, um, that is broken up into roughly one hour, uh, cases that you're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. before you move on and, you know, do some favors for some other people or, you know, get like the next person that you need to talk to, to help to, you know, advance your quest to figure out what is going on with these visions and what it has to do with the flooding here in Oakmont. Um, yeah. that episodic structure I think is really good and it serves, it's, it serves this really well because, you know, if you're, if you're bummed up at what's, by what's happening here, just wait a little bit and you'll get a cool micro mystery, um, again, uh, there to re-up your interest level, um, in a little bit. Yeah. And you can, uh, it works real well with side quests, um, which the quest design in general, we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I do like taking a break from the main quest. Yeah, to go deal with something else. It doesn't make any loot narrative sense mm-hmm. generally to do it. You know, you 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 talk a lot about how you're a mercenary and you do it for pay, yeah. and then you just get more bullets, which you waste doing the quests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to retire on these bullets, uh, but it it helps the pacing a lot. Yeah. So yeah. Um, let me talk about quest design real quick because yes. it, it ties into the side quest, but it's a problem in the main quest as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I am done with video games uh, getting somewhere and having someone tell me to go somewhere else. Yes. Uh, as a thing. And that's every single one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, every quest in this uh, is you going, someone says, you know, Johnny Fishlips will know this. You go talk to Johnny Fishlips. Johnny Fishlips says, I can tell you, but you got to do me a favor. Go over and talk to, you know, AP McGee. Mm-hmm. You go talk to AP McGee, who's like, I do know this, but you have to do me a favor. Go talk to Algernon Blackwood reference. You talk to Algernon Blackwood reference who says, I can do that for you, but you have to do me this favor. <laughs> and it, it's so nested. Yeah. Like, it's maddening. And this game has a sense of humor in general, mm-hmm. you know, which I appreciate. And your character will comment on this. Yeah. Uh, that is not enough. You you cannot just acknowledge a problem and have that be <laughs> enough to to excuse it. That is, yeah. a, a again... The, the kind of people who treat anything uh, as a, everything they hear as a puzzle yeah. will do that as well. Like the same people are like, well, they, at least they, they make fun of it. I appreciate that. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you diving on a grenade to excuse this irritating thing? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter that they acknowledge it. It's really shitty quest design. It's really irritating. Mm-hmm. And when uh, going back and forth to these things are this open world travel tax that oftentimes involves some incident, incidental combat. Yeah. It's, it's a big burden. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to feel it's really really nakedly bad yeah the the the, there are two things it comments on first being an errand boy which is just video games but i I really agree if you're joking about it it means you know it's a problem you know it's like walking into somebody's house and then they say like oh oh oh, you, you smell that yeah okay you're joking about the smell that means you can you can find the source and solve it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, or or, the, or you apologize for it yeah you know hey development time got really crunchy yeah i had a troubled development i can't find the source of the smell <laughs> yeah you know? yeah uh so it's me being an errand boy and then it's also uh and you know again hitting the same note over and over again you, somebody will say hey go meet my buddy x y or z and you'll arrive and everybody will be dead and that time to time to figure out what went on which is yes yeah. this is a mystery game but it hits at the same time and eventually reed starts joking like oh and i thought for once i would get here before something happened 
Right. Yeah. It, it's actually, it's weirdly enough, uh, it's a huge problem in Professor Layton as well, mm. which, which we're doing. Uh, characters just saying like, hey, tell, tell go here yeah. instead. Um, it's maddening. Mm-hmm. It's really a uh, rotten design because, yeah. yeah, I, it contributed to a lot of feelings of frustration and friction with this. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to, so in the main plot, at the very least you're advancing something when you do this, mm-hmm. the side quest for this, it's just little scavenger hunts basically. Yeah. Like go around and get all these things. It's still go to one thing and then just go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, worse because typically like some of them have really cool stories to them mm-hmm. most of them do not yeah a lot of them are like they don't even have npcs that you talk to about it it's just you know getting yeah. getting a little bit of text or getting a little scene and a retrocognition uh stuff like that uh you may be hearing this and if you have not seen or played this game in uh in in person you may think okay this is a wide open world and you're going to a bunch of different places at the very least there's variety to this the way that everything is designed we talked about the uh the character models being reused in this and that's fine what is a little bit less uh excusable to me um is that pretty much every building is cookie cookie Everyone cutter has that basement y- yeah, every, yeah every 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 building that you can go into kind of like falls into one one or two biomes uh, so, you know, it's like, it's an apartment building. It's a rich person's house. It's a poor person's house. It is a factory flooded version or not flooded version. Um, you know, it feels like weirdly anonymous and proc gen in a way that I think undercuts, um, undercuts some of the horror that is, uh, the, that, uh, potentially yeah. could come across and definitely, um, doesn't alleviate the tedium with novelty. It, it's not even just a different biome. It's the same floor plan. Yes. A lot of the time. When I said that basement, I mean it. Like there's a basement with a tiny room behind the stairs or a little nook that usually the the big monster is hiding under. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this little nook. Like it happens many times in this. Yeah. And all this is budgetary stuff. Like this is a double A game. Yes. You know, uh, I don't want to beat up on them for not having the resources of a big publisher, but there is a, a fault there in terms of not making something within the scope that you could make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that is where like a criticism can lie. I think. Yeah. I feel, Uh, you know, the, the, the amount of resources they had is the amount of resources they had and the game should be judged based on, you know, based on the total. However, um, you know, we can see them using the resources in kind of a suboptimal way, building a, you know, a big explorable city, uh, that uh, looks pretty resource intensive, um, regardless of how they developed it. Um, when, uh, you know, that those resources could have gone to making uh, a smaller number of more highly detailed and differentiated spaces. It feels like that feels like a strange design decision to me. Especially in this kind of mystery where like one of the great joy, you know, you're in these fucked up people's houses. Yep. I love exploring a fucked up person's house. It's great. You know? Uh, it's the best, but I want it to be bespoke. It needs to be fucked up in their individual way. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't happen quite enough. Yes. And thus, um, big, you know, trouble development, as we mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, in 2014, uh, or it's actually, it's worth noting to the other thing, uh, the way this handles, uh, Cthulhu mythos shit, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty full of deep, really deep cuts. Yeah. Uh, in it, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's also modernizing and updating them in a way that does not feel eye rolly. Right, right. Like the fact that there's a street gang called the Yellow Kings should make me roll my eyes, but it doesn't. Right. Um, it actually feels pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
in this. Um, all that stuff is actually really weirdly good. Yeah. And the individual bits of, of how it handles uh, the racism play mm-hmm. in this, um, we'll get into uh, as it, it shows up. But it's interesting. Yeah. Like the uh, people are racist against, uh, you know, Innsmouthers because they're creatures from the Black Lagoon. But they're racist against them in ways that uh, are betrayed non-sympathetically, are mirror the way that real-life racists are racist against minorities now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're refugees and they're taking our jobs. And it exists al- alongside, like, black folk and people of color and everything who are doing fine. Yes. Like, this society is actually good to people of color and women mm-hmm. uh, for the time. Yes. So it ends up being, like, kind of an appropriate flavor. Yeah. It. The, you know, the decision to have this be set after the shadow over Innsmouth and having um, those people displaced and recasting the, you know, the question of, you know, what is going on there as a refugee problem feels like a very canny way to update this to, to modern times. Yeah. You know, and when you have your your Arthur German, you have your eight man. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not it's not an allegory. No, for you know, it, it erases the allegory of that story. Like, you know, that the Arthur German, the the H.P. Lovecraft story, which has the big silly racist end, where it's like, <laughs> you know, is, my grandpa had sex with an ape. Yeah, uh, isn't that fucked up? What could an ape be? <laughs> yeah, um, you know that that's real bad. Uh, in here, it's just like, yeah, my grandmother, grandpa had sex with an ape. I'm part <laughs> ape, but I'm also like wealthy and I'm bigoted against the fish people. Mm-hmm. But in general, like I'm trying to do right by, by folk. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a, there's a, a sense like you can get, uh, this person is a pillar of society. He is, yeah. you know, he is the, the, the waspy privileged dude mm-hmm. that would be, you know, who would be looking down on Arthur German Yes, in the Arthur German story. Yeah. You know, it, it flips enough of this stuff on its head. Now, gigantic caveat, us saying that this works for us, we have a limited perspective, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not the people who are, uh, you know, victims of Lovecraft's racism, right? Like, Quite literally, I have no skin in the game. Yes, exactly. Like, I, I would love to read, um, you know, people of color's take on this. Yes. You know, whether they thought it, it did well. I, we can only speak from our perspective. From from my perspective, I think it handles it pretty deftly and it works mm-hmm. better than you think it would. Yeah. Um, but don't just listen to me. Yes. Like, and if you're a person of color listening to this and you're like, who are these dumbass white boys saying that racism is okay? Uh, we're not. Yeah. Um, if this is offensive in a way that I'm not seeing, that is my limited perspective. I'm willing to hear other perspectives. It's just the one that I happen to have. Yeah. My, you know, you know my, my perspective on this kind of purely academic, you know, knowing how the original stories go and kind of knowing like what, uh, you know, more modern interpretations of this are. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, like a, a lot of the times, uh, the cosmic horror is just kind of, uh, like updated without, is, is just kind of like retold without any real, you know, reevaluation of what was attempting to be said in those original mm-hmm. stories, you know, it's just kind of presented to where it becomes, you know, that that depiction has become a trope in and of itself. This is making some very deliberate choices with the way that it is reframing those original things. Um, and that is interesting. It is more than other, mm-hmm. than other, other developers and other storytellers who are working in Lovecraftian uh, kind of spaces tend to do. 
Um, and I think that yeah. I think that the fact that they attempted it and also succeeded um, is remarkable. You know, even even if yeah. I can't speak to whether or not it is, you know, fully, uh, you know, uh, landing the way that it needs to. Right. They even they even say that. Right. Yeah. Like when you uh, when, when you start the game, they're like, hey, Lovecraft is really racist. It was the these stories took place in a super racist time, the twenties. We don't want to pretend like that didn't exist. So mm-hmm. we're we're looking at it head on. It would be silly just to pretend that doesn't happen. Yes. Or didn't happen. And that's uh, that's something that I generally agree with. Mm-hmm. Again, from my super limited perspective, like if I'm wrong in that or or that is just like a forty one year old white dude's perspective mm-hmm. and should be dismissed, dismiss me, fam. Please. Uh, yeah. All I got is 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 what I have. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so in 2014, Frogwares was going to develop the official Call of Cthulhu video game. Uh, we've also covered that. We covered that in episode 251 mm-hmm. in October of 2019. Um, and this seemed like a natural fit for them. They worked on a game called Sherlock Holmes The Awakened, which takes place in the mythos. Uh, quick side note, that game is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good. And then you go to America and you and Watson chase like a hog. Yep. To banjo music during a part of it. <laughs> There's Do you know what a, I'm talking about? Yeah, no, the, the, there is a there is a Dixieland banjo chase that happens down the streets of New Orleans. <laughs> Are you chasing a hog? In my mind, you're chasing a hog, but I, I haven't played it since like, I, 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 like 10 I, years. I, I streamed it like four or five years ago, so it's hard to it's hard to say specifically. I forget what you're doing. Boss it, hog music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember if you're chasing a hog, but it's also like relying on physics quite a bit. So yeah. like, you know, you're doing like a lot of like swinging and like jumping on like, you know, precarious platforms that are tilting and you're just picturing Sherlock Holmes yeah. and his deer stalker. Like cat Sherlock going, Holmes <laughs> <laughs> I think we have Watson, to jump Watson. That remarkable pig. <laughs> <laughs> just like, it's so funny to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it happens out of nowhere too. Like you spend all your time in England and it's this cool call and you're investigating it and you go to america basically to do this one scene mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's really funny <laughs> oh uh, man uh yeah that that, that is that, that is an inter- interesting game uh and yeah. leans a little bit more into the intuitive de- detective work i have to say than this yeah. one does yeah uh but they worked yeah. in this space before like frogwares is a uh, story story developer yes yeah uh they were taken off the project yeah uh in 2016 um, we don't know exactly why, mm-hmm. but the game was given to Cyanide, uh, who ended up making that game. Yeah. Um, so statements from Frogwares kind of indicate that the, you know, the game that became the Sinking City, which was announced in 2016 around the time they were pulled off the project, was co- mostly what they had planned for that Call of Cthulhu game. You know, so, yeah. you know, they made they made some changes and also the, just the fact that uh, the a good deal of. Uh, Lovecraft stuff is in the public domain means that they didn't necessarily like there was no licensing really that needed yeah. to happen. Like it's just the call of Cthulhu name, you know, and access to some of the writers, I think, and uh, scenario people who have done like modules and stuff that uh, that is there. Uh, there was nothing really stopping them from taking their work and making it into a derivative product. Yeah. And and that's ends up making sense how much this feels like the tabletop game. Yes. Yeah. Um, this started, you know, the whole idea of this was them saying like, what if we did a large open world explorable city, mm-hmm. uh, which as we mentioned previously, they didn't really do that. Yeah. Um, but they are, they are, uh, not the biggest developer in the world. So they had to, uh, do some kind of cost saving, uh, measures. One of which was using this proc gen, uh, 
technique to create these city blocks. No. They went and modified these, uh, but this you can tell that this is has the proc gen anonymity yes. to a lot of these areas. Yeah. It's a way for them to uh, uh, get, get a lot of the base work done, uh, laid down for yeah. them um automatically without you know just i mean this is this is emulating games that have just gigantic teams of environment artists yes. who you know spend years and years developing entire uh entire cities uh, or landscapes for people to go after they were specifically going after uh, like assassin's creed which those games have the biggest uh, the biggest teams ever um yeah. uh yeah. there so other details about the development are pretty scarce um we're going to talk about what kind of the story of this game became um but um uh, what we do know is they rolled in systems from the other kind of like more recent or contemporary sherlock games yes yeah um the uh so frogware is originally was working with uh, a company called nakon which is now called uh big ben um to, to publish the game on pc ps pc ps4 xbox in april 2020 the deal fell apart. Um, Nacon did not pay. Uh, it does not seem like a good company. They no, don't come off no. well in this. And thus the game was pulled from these digital storefronts and had to like get restored many times, sometimes without the Frogwares credit mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, so right now, uh, Frogware publishes the version on the Switch. Right. And they're trying to buy back uh, the other versions to publish them. Um, but there's a lot of like all their old games disappeared for a minute. Like this was a whole rights and IP management fuck up. Uh, yeah. There's a video, uh, there's a series called What Happened mm-hmm. on YouTube that looks into trouble development. They have an episode on this where they don't talk about the development. They just talk about this legal nonsense. Yeah. Um, it's a real jokey joke. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to handle uh, some some razzmatazz in terms of video production. <laughs> yeah. But if you can handle that or if that is like a, a turn on or not a detriment to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you may enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it is educational at the very least. Yes. Um, uh, Nacon not just taking the, cre- the Frogwares credit off, but also like changing assets to say like, hey, it's a different game. Here you go. Uh, I it will, will be really hesitant to pick up anything from Nacon, uh, actually, uh, from yeah. this point forward. Fortunately, they don't really <laughs> make anything I want to play. So no, no. It, yeah, it, it seems like they're real shits. Yes. Uh, and it sucks because I want Frogwares to make money off of this game that they made, like for as much as we yeah. have problems with it. And it, you, you deserve to make money when you sell a product <laughs> to somebody. And there's enough good here that they deserve to be supported, you know? Yeah. I, I like this video game. Yes. Like it, it's got um, monumental problems. Mm-hmm. It's got so many things that are wrong with it, but it, it's it's still like I enjoy it. Yeah. I like it more than the other Call of Cthulhu game, which I'm a, a soft defender of. Yes. You know, that's more of just like a linear adventure game than this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things where that doesn't have as many things holding it back yeah. as this does, but it also has more things bringing it forward. Like, I think it's a better, you know, plot in the moment to moment Yes, than that is. Yeah. Um, this got like mediocre reviews, uh, did not sell well. It got better reviews when they got, uh, you know, when they, they put together like a, a later version of it. Mm-hmm. So versions of this game you can play now are better than they were at launch. Yes. It is less glitchy. Yeah. Um, Frogwares has returned to making Sherlock Holmes games uh, since this game came out. Kind of seems like that's their ballywick and that's what they excel at. And I am curious, you know, specifically about those ones that came out around the time this one came out. What if they did uh, Winnie the Pooh Consulting Detective or Dracula Consulting Detective? Oh, Paddington Consulting Detective? Only public domain. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Lovecraft and, and Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Frankenstein's but, monster consulting detective. Detective. <laughs> like, I didn't be into that. Yeah. Fire bad, clue good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, hmm, a pitchfork. <laughs> Curious. A torch? Hmm, plot thickens. <laughs> like I, I'd be extremely into that. I, I, what I want um, is Frankenstein's monster in, in, in investigating other uh, unethical super scientists. Sure, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm pretty sure there's a DC comic that's that. Oh, neat. Frankenstein is weirdly a DC character. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I, I would be be way into that. <laughs> so, uh, good for Frogwares. This makes it, you know, if I had uh, unlimited time and didn't play video games uh, for work, I would pick up one of those Sherlock Holmes games and play the shit out of it. Yep. Because this did make me hungry for that version of them. Same. Um, that's going to be it for the uh, generalities portion of this. Um, that means two things. One, if you're hearing this, uh, this is the end of the episode. We appreciate you. Um, if you want to hear the whole thing, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. $5 a month gets you all of the episodes we've done that are premium, as well as a bunch of bonus shows. And uh, we think it's worth it. Um, otherwise though, we just thank you for listening and we'll see you next week with the dispatch. Yeah. Um, if you have things to say about this, uh, you are hearing this on the public version. It is too late to write in about, uh, about January's games. It is not too late to write in about February's games, uh, which are professor Layton and the curious village Warhammer, dark omen and state of decay state of decay being the premium episode, uh, for that month, go to duckfeedtv slash contact and write in about those games. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please write in multiple responses that helps us, uh, organize that episode yeah and uh happy new year happy new year <laughs>